We can't figure out how to start these things. We have no idea. <laughs> I feel like every time we come in, we're like, hey, y'all. Hi, guys. How are you? Hi. Bevan's high is just like Hi. a karate child. <laughs> it's so weird. We are not the ones that have music yet. We don't have anything like this, but are happy to be back. I'm happy to be back, too. Really excited. We've been working a lot lately. Yeah. Both of us. It feels like everything has just kind of come to a head, and we... Are working. Yeah. <laughs> working girls. But this is our second side hustle. And it's weird that it feels so nice to have it be first sometimes yeah. and putting it in front of you. And I think the reason why we're working so hard is this past Tuesday, we did our first talk together. We as did. A team. At Murray Hill Institute. Yeah. They were so excited to have us. I think a lot of the times they've had people come and speak to the community. It's been more corporate, a little more structured. And Bevan and I really wanted to stick to a conversation like environment. And we wanted to put more of a podcast episode out to everybody, like as if we were recording in front of them. Exactly. We really wanted it to feel relaxed and laid back. And fortunately, all of our friends came. Yeah. Mostly our friends came. That was, it was all of our friends in the audience, which made it feel more comfortable. But it also was like, you know what? What if our friends feel differently about us? Like they are our, like they're our biggest fans, but I care what they think. Oh yeah. It made me more nervous. Right. I'm less nervous in front of a group of strangers. Right. Me too. Me too. And her, you and I have both done this. And my mom was like, you keep referring to Bevan as she, you need to refer to her as Bevan. Oh. That was one of her critiques because Babs Levine, my mom was there. Uh, yeah. Tony friend doesn't like that either. Will's mom. She hates that. Saying call them this, by name. Call them by name. Yeah. So Bevan, okay, was like, all of our friends are here. And I was like, that's, it's good. It's good. We don't have to worry about it. But then something switched with me and I, where I was like, we have to really be a little bit better yeah. for them. And you and I have done this by ourselves, but never together. Totally. And never in front of our friends. Right. Ever. Right. Which is really interesting. Do you think Murray Hill Institute is scared of us? I'm not sure. I think they didn't know what to expect. We were like, we don't have a PowerPoint. We asked for an easel. Then we said, we don't need an easel because we just didn't know what we were doing. But you and I spent a lot of time. We did. We put a lot of time and effort into the talk. And I think we both walked away and felt pretty excited about it. it I was so jazzed. Like, I could not go to bed afterwards. And I didn't know what to expect. But when we saw so many women coming up to us and we're excited to tell you guys exactly what we spoke about today. But afterwards, there was a, a really great feeling in the room. And you kind of know when no one wants to participate, like, boom, you're failing. But everyone wanted to participate. I felt like we were just starting to really hit our sweet spot when mm -hmm. we had to end it due to time. Yeah. They were like, let's, guys, we got to wrap this up. Well, Bevan was like starting to go. She was really <laughs> getting into like rev bev mode and she, the hands were going up and she was starting to move them a lot. And they were from my side, from the corner, they're like, Brittany, we got to, I know. gotta wrap this Bless up. You. you were so and cool I couldn't about even, it. I was like, I couldn't even get her. I could, she, she was looking up. Just looking up into the sky, but we finally had to end it. But everyone was very cool with us, and we're just so thankful for those that did attend. Thank you, guys. Yeah, thank you for showing up to support us. It sort of inspired something within us that we want to do this more. Yes. And we have some plans down the line that we can't wait to dole out for you. We have some things coming up in November for Women's Entrepreneurship Day. It's something that we both really want to do. Yeah. It's I mean, I think ultimately the reason we started this 
was we wanted to expand our friendship outside of just us. We knew something really special was happening. Right. I mean, we've talked about this in episode one, two, and if you haven't listened to that, go back and do it. But basically, every time Bevan and I, when we first initially met each other and we walked away from each other, I personally feel like I had gotten things off my chest and we had such meaningful conversations and I felt so inspired. And I know that you felt the same way. I did. I really, really did. I mean, since the day we met, I realized that there was something really different about our friendship and we needed a way to share that with the world. So we are two women that have spent years in different versions of the media world. And choosing to be in the public eye is a really interesting thing. It's interesting because not only are you opening yourself up to the criticism of your immediate circle, your Mm -hmm. friends, your family, your loved one, your parents, all those things. Right. We're also opening ourselves up to the criticism from complete strangers. This to me is like, it was our shotgun course in confidence and self-validation. Brittany and I both, separate from each other, found that during this time, we really learned the power of women supporting other women. We were forced to build up our backbones really, really quickly. And we both knew deep down that honesty and authenticity are our greatest contributions. Mm-hmm. That's why we wanted to start this podcast based on elevation through honest conversation. And so at the talk, we realized like it's now, it now opened us up to being with you all. If we had listened to our fears initially and chosen not to act on them. No way. We would never, we would never have been there. And we really had to put everything down on paper for us, look them in the eye and choose when to start. And it took a little bit of time. I mean, initially I know Bevan was a little apprehensive. She had to be, (laughs) is, she had to be pushed a little bit because she's the type of person that being a perfectionist like me, but in a little bit of a different way, everything has to be perfect before she puts it out there. Yeah. For me, I'm all about, it needs to be done now. It still needs to be perfect, but it needs to be done now. I think the other day she was mocking me being like, okay, and at 1235, we put our pen down yeah. and we schedule. I was dying. Yeah, it was amazing. No joke, Brittany's the most organized person on the planet and I'm learning a lot about that, but her scheduling is key and we'll get to that. Mm-hmm. But basically, yeah, we had to spin our fears together, use them as a mirror, and build off of our strengths and weaknesses. So in the talk, go ahead, what we did first. So the first thing we did was we asked people to pull out a piece of paper and a pen. And if you're listening and you have that ability to do that now, please do. If not, listen and then come back and do it. Yeah, I do pause think it, us and come back. It makes a big difference. So if you really take the time to dig through this stuff and invest in it and, and write down and, and spend time with it, it can really change you if you allow it. So mm-hmm. what we asked people to do, we wanted them to think about one thing in their life that they really want, but they haven't taken any steps yet to make a reality. So it can be anything from something super simple or something heavy, like what's one? We said. I want a new job. Right. I want to lose 10 pounds. I want a relationship or I a new get out of relationship. Exactly. I'm too scared to get out of my relationship. I want to be on TV maybe or start a new business. So we allowed them two minutes to just kind of freely write one or two of those things. Right. And then once they took the two minutes to do that, we asked everyone if they could flip their paper over and on the other side, we wanted them to write down what you think has prevented you from starting this goal. We called this your blockers. Oh, wait, can I interject? Yeah. Because I left something out that Mm -hmm. was really important. So in terms of your goal, it can't be something like, I want a million dollars. I want... 
this amount of money in my bank account because this is really about what your soul is hungry for. And we believe if you do what you love and you continue to invest in that and lean in it, the money will eventually follow. Hopefully it will follow. (laughs) We're still in that mindset. So we're with you. Yeah. Fingers crossed. But it's not all about that like you meant. Right. Um, Yeah. So basically, once everybody flipped their paper over, really writing down what has been blocking you. We basically wanted to use ourselves as an example because we are not doctors. We tell you guys we're not experts. We don't have an MD after our name. But the only thing that we could do is really use ourselves and take our fears, how we started our company and started our podcast from scratch and turn them into action. This is what worked for us. Right. All blockers are versions of fear. And these are the six that were the loudest for us. (laughs) Time. There's not enough time. There's not enough time. I don't have enough time. Hmm. I can't make that work. Oh, and for you, it wasn't even just, it's not enough time. It was, what if I'm wasting my time? I'm putting so much time into this. Where is it going to come? What is it going to go into in the future? For me, very specifically, perfectionism. I was really scared about putting something out and it not sounding as good as Oprah's podcast. Right. Pretty unreasonable, but that's how my brain works. And then the third is the deepest, rudest fear that I have every time I do anything. I am just not enough. So not the case. But okay, that's that's your feelings. I got you. That's what's blocking you. For me, I've always been on this premonition and, and probably being in the public relations business and my background of being afraid of being told no and being rejected. And believe me, I can't tell you the countless amounts of times that I'm told no every single day, be it an email, when I used to be in PR, getting a pitch back from an editor saying, no, we can't feature your client, and really just being rejected and being turned down. And we have to deal with that all day, every day, because even in an audition, when we go through, it's like, okay, great, you're not, you didn't get the job, but we don't even know why. Or even when you get the job and show up and they tell you you're not actually in the commercial. That That's happened yesterday. Amazing. Yeah. Bevan's experience. We should go into that another time for sure. For me also, it's the worst case scenario. When Bevan and I first started, for some reason, that didn't enter my mind. I had something, I, I just, I felt like it was right between us. But then sometimes I have this little voice that just sneaks into my head that says, what if this ends? Or what if her and I were to get into a fight? We live right next door to each other. How awkward would that be? How fucking awkward. And how much would that impact our friendship going forward? And also just what if it, like we mentioned before, doesn't go anywhere and we're just doing this. But we got past that. And finally, comparisons. This could be many, many different things. For me personally, watching other experts on television, I've sat in my kitchen and I've been doing work. And then I see other experts go on certain morning shows and talk about the hottest trends and fashions. And I say to myself, why am I not there? Why am I not doing that segment? Mm. But also even when you open up Facebook or Instagram and are on social media you know, watching some people and, you know, a new mom or someone's having a baby or someone has that perfect family or someone has that new relationship. And all they say is I love each other all day long and just questioning and comparing yourself to others. So that was one of my blockers too, where I've had to deal with it and also comparing ourselves to other podcasts out there and how successful they are and what they're doing with their certain podcasts. Then once we've, you know, laid out these fears for ourselves, we created what we call our toolbox yes we spent a lot of time looking at these because we knew that if they were loud now they weren't going to go away if we didn't address them we're going to tell you how we did this and we're going to show you our toolbox the first thing 
I ask myself every time I write down and or hear a fear get loud, I ask myself one question. Is this an absolute truth or is this an old story? Just looking at our list of fears, I am not enough. Is this an absolute truth in the way that it is 60 some degrees outside right now? That's a truth, right? But the idea that I am not enough and nobody wants to hear what I have to say or what I have to say is not important or I'm not as evolved as other people and maybe what I say is going to be redundant and not helpful. Mm -hmm. The truth is, the absolute truth, if I look at it and I'm really honest with myself, I actually do have something to say. And you want to know how I know? I teach SoulCycle. How many times a week? 12 to 14 times a week. I'm in a room just talking and sharing my personal experience with people. Also, people keep coming back. It's packed. You can't get in. So there you go. But but the thing is, is like, so that is clearly something that I've just made up in my head, an old story, something that I use maybe in a sense to block myself. Knowing that it's not an absolute truth, it strips the fear of its power. Right. It is no longer something that I can spend time investing in. Now, every time I have that thought, I can follow it with the absolute truth, which is to it. Right. So it takes it away. Right. Time. There's not enough time. Is this an absolute truth or not? Okay. I'm well aware. I spend probably, I don't even know how many hours, too many hours mindlessly scrolling through Instagram in the day. And you're telling me that I can do that, but yet I cannot invest in something that I love for a couple hours a day. So clearly that is just something that I've made up. It's just not true. So if there is enough time, the problem must lie elsewhere. We have to be willing to dig through this process. I discovered that the problem was in my time management, Mm -hmm. my scheduling, my organization. And in all honesty, the things that I was trying to invest in before, I didn't actually really want them. Yeah. The good news is, is that your past doesn't define you. It informs you. And in this case, in starting this podcast, I definitely knew that we really wanted this. So I was able to make an active choice and ask you for help to really hold me accountable and help me schedule and help me manage my time and help me find a way to make it work. So we worked on Sunday mornings, even though it's our one day off. (laughs) And we're hungover. Yeah. (laughs) Always. We worked on evenings, late night evenings, even though you don't like to do that, even though you need to get in bed early. It's something where if you're going to invest in yourself and you really want to do something, even finding that partner to push you or asking someone else to sort of hold you accountable for that, to do it. Yeah. So you're going to find the time. Exactly. You are absolutely going to find it if you really want it. Always ask yourself this truth question first, because one, it will either strip the fear of its power or two it'll lead you to an informed, active choice moving forward. When I met Bevan, she was teaching a slew of classes and she was studying for different things and she had her different acting gigs. But now as time has evolved, I have seen her do so much more. I think you've even doubled the amount that you were putting in. Yeah. And you've still found time to do this. Exactly. So for me, because I never know what my day is going to entail and I have to like really fit everything into little different time slots, I've seen how you've been able to do that. But that's because we took a look at these fears and we were able to find the root of the problem and then I was able to ask for help. Tell them about the next tool in the toolbox. Yes. So for me, what was really important, we just addressed some of our blockers. I am all about the blinders. And Bevan and I both have really worked on putting our blinders Mm -hmm. on. And this was very specific to social media because it is so a part of us every single day. 
I've had to go in and actually mute certain people that were making us compare our careers. I've sat here again and watched certain experts go on and do certain shows. And what was I gaining by watching all of their stuff and making myself upset about it? Wasting your time and your energy? Wasting my time. It was just taking a part of my day and a part of my goals of where I wanted to go. So I literally had to mute them. And also sort of notice who you're spending your time with because your story is very, very different than other people's stories. All that time that people spent putting into your own personal growth and advancement, if you're with people that are bringing you down, it's just not going to be worth it in the end. It's a waste. It's, it's an energy sucker. It's an energy again. sucker. Yeah. So it's just taking a look of who you're spending time with. And if they're not in support of you, Bem and I have spoke about in the past that we have groups of friends that we're so grateful of we're how lucky. much support, and we're very lucky of how much support they give us. They know who we are as people. Sometimes if I put up a crazy picture on social media, they get it. They understand what we're doing. You know yeah. what I mean? But even if you don't have that group of friends, there's other people that can push you and, and support you and you can ask for help with because it is hard to to not have that all all the time. We do, so we get it, and it's like But we very reach helpful. outside of our friend circles all the time. All the time. For this podcast even, we've had to ask a lot of people for help and sort of separate ourselves from some people that maybe didn't have our best intentions at heart yep. and look at that and talk through it. So the last thing for the blinders that we really wanted to make sure you guys focus on is really staying in your lane. Letting go of your ego. This is a huge thing for me. It's huge. Yeah. I have had to work on this and let go of my ego and say, you know what? I'm going to have to do certain things here that not everybody is going to understand if I'm going to personally grow my career. Us together, we're going to have to do certain things that maybe no one else is going to get. And we're going to have to take time off for certain things. And we're going to have to put extra attention into this. But really staying in our lane and focusing on what we want to do with those small realistic goals. And we'll get there in a second too. Mm -hmm. We had to let go of our egos and do that. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's times that Brittany's had to literally sit me down as we've done a photo shoot. Because we needed pictures to put on our social media together. And I'm sitting there in a panic because what if people see this and we look ridiculous and they think how, how, who do they think they are? Right. And, and Brittany says, who cares? Yeah. Who the fuck cares? I don't care anymore about it because we need these. We needed those pictures for the talk that we just did. Exactly. And we, if we didn't have them, we wouldn't have had them. So there you go. All right. Number three. You have to give yourself room to play and fail. This is huge. I talk about this in class all the time. If you can look at life, especially the things that you're investing in, the businesses you're starting, where you're putting your time, I don't, if you can look at it a little bit more like a monopoly game as opposed to the thing that determines your value and worth as a human, you are going to free yourself up to actually make choices and actually make some progress and grow. We look at failure like something that is going to crush us. This idea of failure, but failure is a rite of passage. Mm -hmm. You are going to fail. You are going to make mistakes. How many mistakes have we made since we started? I can't even count. I mean, can't we're still count. making mistakes. We've Every day. Every, every damn day. <laughs> but this is the thing. You have to be willing to just throw yourself out there, fall down, and remember that these mistakes are there resistance is there to help you grow 
and move forward. And if you can collect that data and understand it and then make another choice the next time, you're really going to shotgun yourself into growth, which is amazing. So instead of looking at it as something that is going to break you or all of a sudden then it determines your worth or value, we can look at it as an opportunity to learn and to make a different or better or smarter choice moving forward. I hate the word better, so smarter choice moving forward. Mm -hmm. You have to be super willing to be malleable in this situation. It's not all or nothing. If something doesn't go as planned or you ask for help and someone tells you no, reach out to someone else. You have to be willing to move and shift in this space. It's not all or nothing. One failure doesn't mean you failed. I felt like we had to come straight out of the gate sounding like Oprah and her podcast and the same quality and the same content. And if I didn't think that our voice was as informative as hers, that it wasn't worth our time and it wasn't worth people's time. Here's the thing. Oprah did not wake up like that. So you're not going to wake up like that either. Give yourself some space to grow. Just start. Allow yourself to be at a space where maybe it's not where you want it to be, but it's the best you can do today. And those failures along the way are okay. They're okay. Mm -hmm. They're not just okay. They're your best friend. Yes. They're your teacher. So the next tool in our toolbox is all about compartmentalizing. Compartmentalizing your big goals into a smaller, tangible ladder. What that means is we looked at our end goal. In the beginning, when we first started out, we said, okay, five episodes. Just five. Seemed like a major thing to us at the time. We were like, I don't know if we're going to get there. Five seems so big. But we eventually created a ladder working backwards. We knew where we could see this thing going in our minds, but how could we actually get there? I'm really lucky because I have a background in public relations, but Bevan didn't. So all the PR used to come to her. So for me, I knew how to start something from scratch. I knew how to really put together a PR plan and grow that. And I also am a major list person. And being very busy, it really helps me to get all of my priorities down on paper. And I organize them by really making that priority list. This has changed my life. It really helps. It's still hard for me to attack all of the biggest things. And I actually saw yesterday that Mark Cuban does the same <gasps> thing. I know. I have to send this article to so you. So basically, you're Mark Cuban? One day. I'm we'll going to be rich? Just, One day. Okay. Yeah. But he breaks down, and we break down our priority list into the A's, the B's, and the C's. The A's being the most important thing to get done and accomplish for you. For us, it was dealing with specific deadlines that we had given ourselves For example, getting our logo done, getting ourselves approved by all of the podcast gods, iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud. All these things that were super time sensitive Mm -hmm. that in order for us to even put one episode out, these had to be checked off the list. So the most important. Right. Even our episode outlines, really getting those down because we were just putting, we were starting from scratch. We didn't know how to do it. No clue. So then we also put down our Bs and this is like something like growing our social media content, even doing a photo shoot together, which Bevan loves so much. And then even our C's, possibly in the future, having a gorgeous website that we're both really proud of, throwing those events that we're going to be doing one day, all the things that maybe we saw down the road. And eventually, as we started checking people, Checking those things off the list, which feels so, so good. You love it. It is the most satisfying thing I've ever done in my whole life. Yeah, it feels good. 
the C's become the A's and we build new B's and C's. But I want to also say that in all of this, we gave ourselves really realistic deadlines that pushed us because we really started about six months ago Mm -hmm. to lay the groundwork for our first episode even to happen. And all of those big things that we needed to get done in order to get that first episode off the ground, we may have to make sure it was realistic in our deadlines because we do have other jobs. We do have our relationships. We do have a lot of other things going on. And we've had to shift some of those, Mm -hmm. those deadlines that we had in mind. Right. And we were willing to be malleable in that. We were like, it doesn't mean because we didn't hit the deadline today that this is all over. It just means we got to push it and set another one and keep going. Exactly. So our priority lists have become very, very important for us. And sometimes just having it all in your mind, it can get to be way too much. It's overwhelming. So overwhelming, so stressful. So just even getting it down on paper, yes, they might not be crossed off right now, but getting all of your thoughts out of all the different things you have to do, that will relieve some stress. And it's so satisfying. <laughs> Did I say that? Can I say it again? You can. It is so satisfying. Every single time you get to look down and take your pen to a piece of paper and cross something off, it feels so good. And what you're doing that we don't even acknowledge that we're doing when we do that is we are just starting to celebrate tiny little victories. We've been celebrating though. We have, we've told ourselves like, wow, even though we always are ones to look for the big picture, yeah. but we have said, whoa, my God, we did five episodes. Bevan, five episodes. Yeah. But the thing is, is I think a lot of people tend to lose this celebration and and it strips you of your momentum Mm -hmm. if you're not if you're looking at things that you should be doing or you're looking at your c list before and not acknowledging all the a's that you've crossed off that's gonna slow you down right so keeping your eye on what you're doing and celebrating all that is going to give you more momentum and help you keep moving forward and it is hard to get the a's done we we get hard it is and even Mark Cuban did say that. He was like, I have to tackle the hardest thing first. I battle with that every day. Sometimes I like to get the shit out of the way first and then go back mm. to the hardest thing. But that doesn't really work in retrospect. So I have to push myself and get it done. I love that. Mm-hmm. So then just to wrap everything up from what we did during our talk, we went through all of these fears and then our blockers. And then we asked everybody to look back down at their papers. So if you have followed along with us and if you have written these things down, we asked everyone to flip their paper over and look at your goal. And then we asked everyone to flip it back over and look at your fears and your blockers. And what's the scariest thing that could really happen by starting? For us, it really came down to people making fun of us, our time being wasted, and honestly, being failures. But when we took the tools from our toolbox and looked at these big fears again, they honestly all seemed pretty silly and not in line with the kind of people that you and I wanted to be if we looked back on our original purpose of creating Be My Neighbor in the first place. Exactly. It stripped it of its power and it gave us the ability to just make a choice and move forward and and go this really all boils down to these four tools that we've given you today eradicating old stories slash what is the actual truth putting your blinders on staying in your lane giving yourself room to play and fail and compartmentalizing and writing down your plan of action with a little wiggle room The last thing that we're going to leave you guys with today, which we've left you with before, but we're going to do it one more time because we really firmly believe this is the most important thing you can ever, ever do. 
Talk kindly to yourselves. You get one cup of water. What are you choosing to invest in? What are you actually watering? If we spent one eighth of the time focused on the things that we were proud of, instead of thinking about all the things that we should have done, we could have done, that we don't have, that we don't have, just imagine what would grow. This was our talk. We hope you guys enjoyed it. We love this and we cannot wait to do more. We're really excited about it. Mm -hmm. So send us your fears, send us your blockers, anything that you're going through. If we want to talk about this with you guys, do not be afraid to reach out. Even send us your priority list. We want to see them. We're going to show you guys a little snippet of ours just to kind of really hone it down. And we're so excited to continue this growth with you as we continue on to accomplish more of what we want to do. Let's hold each other accountable. Mm -hmm. And we'll catch you guys in the next episode.